Welcome to the SBCA Podcast Component Connection. Looking at how businesses around the country are innovating to take advantage of opportunities in the construction supply chain. Now, here's your host, Sean Shields. Welcome, everyone. On today's podcast brought to you by the Structural Building Components Association, which is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year, we are going to talk about new beginnings. We've talked about it before. It's hard to start a new truss operation from scratch these days. But my guest today has recently done it. Joining me is Bill Blades, president of Integrated Building Components in Phoenix, Arizona. Bill, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sean. I appreciate it. So, Bill, you've had quite the journey recently, but let's take a quick step back first. Can you share with our listeners how you initially got into the trust business? Yeah, Sean. Got into trusses around 2002 when Dean Reyna had hired me when he was at Triangle Trust to be an outside rep. And from there, I went on, left the industry for a little bit and got back in 2005 when Dean had started TrustFab and asked me to join him. Okay. So you started in 2005 at TrustFab. You were there for over 15 years. What did you do while you were there? Kind of interesting question. In 2005, we were the new trust plan in town and very small. So we all wore a lot of hats to get this thing going. Once we started growing and adding on people, then my roles changed. Dean actually wanted me to become a designer. And so didn't last very long. Realized that it wasn't my strong suit came back and started handling more of the management side and sales side of the business. And once we had more people, then our roles became more defined. Eventually, I became the general manager of TrustFab. So, Bill, I'm just curious, of all those things that you did at TrustFab, which one was your absolute favorite? I love sales. Hmm. I love getting a new customer, closing a new customer, and then building that relationship. That's Hmm. one of my strong. Just before COVID hit the U.S. in 2020, you went to an SBCA open quarterly meeting in Miami, Florida. You had been to Florida as a kid, but you were back there as an adult and you fell in love with the place. Shortly thereafter, you moved there, ended up working for ICG a bit, but you ultimately were called back home. I'm curious, what did you get out of your time at ICG, but ultimately what brought you back to Arizona? I loved working for ICG, a great group of people, great company, a lot of growth and plans and future automation that was going on. I was sad that I didn't get to see all the automation that they're putting in, but I learned a lot of the operation side of the business. And being that I was upper management, I wasn't hands-on until I was at ICG. Really got to fine tune some processes that I liked and help implement some new things. So when the opportunity came back to Arizona, I was able to utilize a lot of the skills I've learned over the years for my own company. So I'm just curious, you fell in love with Florida, but ultimately you left your heart in Arizona, right? That's correct. I did enjoy my time in Florida, the meeting, the people, the experiences, but I do love Arizona. My kids are in Arizona and I knew I was going to be a grandfather before too long. An opportunity came that I could be both, be a present grandfather and own my own business back in Arizona. All right. So you come back to Arizona, you know, the Arizona market really well, had a lot of contacts here, of course, and your family. 
as you were looking to set up your business, how did you decide who you wanted to go after as far as customers? Well, I had customers contact me while I was in Florida asking, you know, if I'd be coming back anytime soon. They missed that relationship they had with me. So it made the decision even easier knowing that my business partner had a framing outfit and then I had customers that were ready to do business with me again. So it was kind of simple saying, okay, we can make this thing. We can hit the ground running, but we also knew a slowdown was coming. So we really had to prepare for that slowdown and run it lean and mean to make sure that we had that survivability required to get to the next level. Mm. So when you're looking to figure out what your operation is going to look like, did you decide we're only going to go after one kind of business or are you sort of open to whoever, whoever knocks on our door is looking for some trusses kind of thing? We sell to everybody. We have general contractors that we sell direct to. We have framing contractors that we sell, homeowners. We do multifamily, track homes, build to rents, commercial, remodels. We do it all. All right. So you won't turn anybody away. No. Good. Well, on our next episode, I want to explore how you built your physical operation. But before we get there, I'm hoping you can share just a few of the lessons learned that you got from over your career that you absolutely wanted to make sure you got right when you were starting this plant from scratch. I think in particular, I'm interested how it pertains to like company culture, hiring and training, incentives, safety, that sort of thing. When it comes to the culture, I was really shooting for something that's going to be different than what's out there today. I believe in creating leaders, not bosses. So with my supervisors, that's something that we really strive for. Set the example for our employees and they like to come follow a leader. That's what I believe in. We have it for mottos, quality first. My guys came to me and said, hey, can we put quality first in Spanish on our sleeves? And I said, heck yeah, I love that idea. So we did it and they're proud to wear it. So we have quality first, safety, our top priorities, and then come our numbers. We're pushing strictly numbers. We're going to lack on quality and safety. Being that we're the, the new trust plane on the block, we didn't want to get a bad reputation for bad quality. So we had to do something different. There is a question in my mind. What is the fear of bad quality when you're starting out? Like, why is that so important? You build a reputation fast. And I've seen it before. Plants come in and they get known for being the cheapest or crappy trusses. And that's something I did not want. I want people to say, man, integrated building proponents built a great trust. Mm. Then they want to come back and buy again for the next project because they know we're going to do it right. Well, and in many ways, even though a lot of these people might know you, they don't know your company per se, and you only get that one chance to make that first impression as cliche as that is, right? That's correct. That's why we had to make sure we hit everything correct the first time, quality first. Well, again, you worked in that market for a considerable amount of time with TrustFab. What did you learn about the Arizona market that you sort of had in the back of your mind as you came back in to start your own company? Arizona is a big city. I think it's fifth largest metropolitan city in the country, but it is a good old boy town. Everybody knows everybody. They all talk. But having the relationships that I had prior to leaving, I was able to kick those relationships off easily again. 
because I had years of trust with them. So there has been a lot of encouragement, a lot of support from customers, and the future looks very bright for us. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with IBC. Bill, you sell primarily to framing contractors, correct? I mean, sort of control a lot of the market, right? That is correct. Okay. How many of them are there? I mean, do you work with like 100 of them or 10 or? Well, again, we're new, we're starting up and we're still small, so I can't go after 100 yet. I do plan on it later, but there is a few that we have right now. And once we get into our new facility, then we'll be able to expand our production capabilities and we will be going after other customers. Excellent. So as a new startup business owner, what keeps you up at night? There is a phrase that my dad, who was a sales and management speaker and consultant, used to say, business would be easy if it weren't for two things. You know what they are, Sean? No. People and money. Mm. So, yeah, I've had sleepless nights already, but I still wake up in the morning, even if I only slept a few hours, ready to give it 110, 150% again. I live and breathe IBC now. Yeah. Now that you control the reins, and as you said, you wake up every morning, you're like, this is all on me. How has that changed your view of the component manufacturing industry? I want to learn as much as I can. I want to be the best in my market. How am I going to do that? It's for me to figure out. But I want to know where I can get better. How can I improve? I'm open to listening to other owners give me advice. I'm not going to shut anyone down. I want to know because everything someone has done to make themselves successful is for a reason. How can I be successful? How can I learn more? How can I soak up as much information to put it to good use to my plan. That's what I'm going for. So Bill, where do you go to get some of that information, that perspective? If I'm able to go and do a tour of another plant, I'm in on it. I've done a few since I've been back in Arizona, trying to set up some more, even go out of state and look at some. I need to get better. I want to get better. I don't know everything. I'm trying to learn every single day. So if anyone has information they want to share, call them. We'll talk. I'd love to. Uh, I was going to say, Bill's phone number is. (laughs) (laughs) So Bill, along those lines of having this new operation, how has it been building a relationship with a whole new team as you've pulled it together? What have been some of the biggest challenges there? Well, we have production super that I brought on to join my team. I've known him about 20 years. I had to put a lot of trust into him with a lot of the guys that he picked. And a lot of them have really surprised me. Got one of them that wants to become a trust designer. Another one wants to take over my transportation department when we move into the new facility. A lot of surprises have been shown by these guys that they want more. They're hungry. They've been waiting for an opportunity. So I'm happy with my team. I'm loving what I'm seeing from them. And I can't wait to see what the future brings for these guys. But I suppose a big part of that, Bill, is you are creating an environment where these people see an opportunity to grow and to take on more responsibility. They wouldn't be asking for it if they felt like the answer would be no, right? That's correct. I tell them, come to me. You have a great idea. Let's listen to it, man. Let's talk about it. How can we get better? And I find that these guys are even coaching other employees that they've been on. They hold them to a higher standard. And that's what I want from my employees. Call each other out. Hey, 
this is how we do things here. This is the IBC way. And I want guys that are going to take leadership roles. Bill, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Sean. I had a great time talking to you today. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give this podcast a favorable rating and share it with others. Also, consider subscribing to SBCA's Component Connection podcast on whatever platform you use most. That way, you'll immediately know when we publish our next podcast. On our next episode, Bill and I will explore how he is going about designing and building a brand new production facility. This has been a Component Connection podcast brought to you by SBCA. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover in a future episode, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.